0: What's up guys here with you with fc wonder kid episode 56 here with my guy Bretton. how are you if i was any better <laughs> i'd be you oh
1: geez that's terrible what that's terrible uh I, yeah you know because you, you're you you look pretty good today i gotta say and uh after after such a busy week of football we've got way 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 too much to talk about um, I mean, where do you want to start? Yes. Where do you want to get We
0: got to start with the big league, the premier league, and we got the awards. The awards are the best manager, the mm. best player, and the youngster of the year, right? Yep. Where'd you want to get it started? So,
1: well, I mean, we could start with, uh, why don't we start with player of the season? Since I think that's got quite a few omissions, deletions, whatever you want to call it, um, mm-hmm. that are pretty suspect um we've got eight nominations and it goes trent alexander arnold we've got jared bowen Mm -hmm. Zhao cancelo kevin de bruyne bukayo saka mo Salah, son and then jwp from southampton i'd say he's the classiest guy on the list why Um, is he there (laughs) i don't know i don't know i I think more important
0: yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I gotta say, like, who who was who you didn't say was the biggest and the best player that should be there, and it's Christian Ronald, man. How is he omitted off this list of the best player uh, this season in the Premier League when Christian Ronald, this season, is the player with the most player of the months, okay, in the Premier League? So it makes no sense. For him not to be nominated and the best player at that season, man. No yeah. sense. No sense. And uh, Sadio Mane. Yeah, I mean, oh. mm-hmm. Oof, yeah. I mean they, these are
1: these are massive snubs. They, they, that is a big snub. I mean, mm-hmm. Diogo Jota, Sadio Mane, Bernardo Silva. And you're right, Ronaldo. And that's not Manchester United bias or lack of, you know, a negative bias towards United. That's seemingly mm-hmm. negative bias just towards... Ronaldo and the impact he uh he had at least statistically uh for United this year cuz they'd be a lot worse without him. Um Fuck. which uh, so uh, yeah aside from Ronaldo you think it's Sadio Mane is the biggest snub? He should have been there? He should be in this eight?
0: I'd say... I'd say Sadio Mane. And if James Ward-Prowse is there, I sure don't yeah. understand why not is Declan Rice, man. What does... Yeah. What does he have to do for Declan Rice to be in that nominees too? For me, if people are saying he's one of the best midfielders in the world, after this season, Declan Rice, why is he ahead of... Why... Isn't he there? And James Warprowse is there. For me, it doesn't make sense, too. So I'd say Declan Rice, too. And just like Saka, Saka's nominated for the Young Player of the Year and and Trent, too. So they're both nominated for Young Player of the Year and the Best Player. So it makes no sense, Declan, there.
1: Yeah, and if they're nominated for Young Player, put them in the Young Player. (laughs) Put two others here, and there you go. You get Ronaldo. You get Diogo <laughs> Jota. I just don't understand why eight. Mm. Right? We can have ten. We have ten. We're having an issue here. Mm-hmm. um I, I'm, James Ward Prowse has done nothing phenomenal things for the Southampton team that he's in, but collectively, I mean, would I put him amongst? Sadio Mane, Mm -hmm. uh, Bernardo Silva's impact for uh, City this year, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's impact, and we haven't even mentioned Virgil van Mm Dyke. You know, it it doesn't make much sense, but here is the cynical way to look at this, Alex. The Mm -hmm. cynical way to look at this is, does it really matter per se, from our perspective as fans, does it really matter because it's coming down to, it's like Canada, Mo Salah, maybe on the outside looking in, some, right? Uh, which, you know, who you're picking out of those three, um, that's really what it comes down to. But yeah. from a personal, you know, uh, what, what's the word? Like confirmation mm-hmm. of the seasons that they've had, uh, I feel for these guys because Diogo Jota, Sadio Mane, Virgil Van Dijk, Bernardo Silva, CR7—they all deserve that that type of um, mm-hmm. you know confirmation that what they've done this year is, is spectacular.
0: Um, I think you so, hit the money. Yeah. What you said—it's between three players. It's between Kevin De Bruyne, <laughs> Salah, and Son. And it's understandable to put Son in the mix because people say Son is one of the most underrated players in the world of football, and I completely agree with that. And there's another stat too that with Son, Kane too is there. Son and Kane have played together for seven years. And they're yet, they are yet to win one trophy. One trophy with Tottenham. And I do believe now with the signs that Conte, (laughs) masterclass of Conte, especially late stages we're seeing, giving a a proper fight to Arsenal with that top four. Uh, I do Mm -hmm. believe next season Son is gonna gonna get finally a trophy, and yeah, I don't wow. believe he's gonna win the best player of the season because he doesn't get that to get that award or maybe top four. I think Arsenal will get it, so yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but I I don't know if Son has a better
1: season from mm. here on out. I, I don't think he's going to have a better season mm-hmm. here on out. Um, from uh, for Tottenham, for Spurs, mm. right? He might win a trophy. But statistically, twenty-one non-penalty goals, nine assists. Uh, A lot of that came when Harry Kane had not yet gotten started running yet. You know, Um, so his season really can't be discounted. It's just he comes up against. It's a little bit of a biased award uh, towards those that win the Premier League, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, they're not going to win. They could Mm -hmm. finish third, although it's probably not likely. I mean, they could finish fourth. Although, you know, Arsenal's putting up a fight. Uh, So, I I don't know. I I think this is probably the best year that Son is ever going to have in a Spurs shirt. Ah, I believe next season.
0: I believe next season. I believe I just mean statistically speaking. I mean statistically speaking. I don't mean... I'd say even that. (laughs) Because the best Son, the best Son was with Conte. And I believe he's going to keep on going. And if they're going to win a trophy... They'll need a yeah. player with even bigger numbers than this year's Son. <laughs> okay. So if All you right. see teams like City, Liverpool, I ooh. Yeah. And imagine if Son actually scores the pens too. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> imagine true. if Son actually <laughs> just scores some of, like, five or six pens. I, yeah. I, I really believe hurt? in it. I really Harry Kane, stop being so greedy. Give him a couple, you know? <laughs> uh well, we do, we do
1: definitely want to um mm-hmm. we have to shout out the fact that Jared Bowen is there. I mean, mm-hmm. the season that Jared Bowen has had um yes. and I know West Ham has has slowed down a little bit um over time, although they they uh did their best against Manchester City over the weekend, almost mm-hmm. pipped the win, but Jared Bowen had a brace against Man City. He's got 12 goals, 12 assists on the season. And I, I believe, and you're about to mention, so I don't want to steal your thunder. He has, he has this, almost the same goal of involvement as
0: Kev. He's got the same goal of involvement as Kevin De Bruyne, or almost the same. Almost. Yeah. Oh, almost. Jeez. Almost.
1: But, but yeah, I, I think when it comes down to it, while Son might be on the outside looking in. I think it's going to come down to Salah, it's going to come down to De Bruyne, and it's going to come down to whoever wins the Premier League, which right now, if it's Manchester City, right, if we Mm -hmm. go with the odds on favorite, um, it likely puts Kevin De Bruyne at the top of this list, and understandably so because the second half of the season that he has had has been unreal, and like you mentioned, uh, off-camera, the four goals he put in the other day were just re- absolutely unbelievable. I mean... Un-
0: unbelievable. Yeah. Four goals, one ball in the post, the full conduction yeah. of the game was on Kevin De Bruyne. And what I got to yeah. say, too, is like the celebration. Clearly, clearly <laughs> already saying, I'm expecting you, Holland. And yeah, Holland, Foden, and Kevin De Bruyne next season. No excuses. He's got to get the Prem, too, I'd say. But... Yes, Kevin De Bruyne, he's got to be the man. He's got to be the man for the importance. And if City win the Premier yeah. League ahead of a team like Liverpool, that, yes, yeah. we're mentioning no Virgil van Dijk, no Mane, even in the nominees, they got to... Yeah. yeah, i say De Bruyne. I'd say De Bruyne, too. Cheers. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and just imagine next year with Holland. I, I think you're going to see, um, you know, if De Bruyne has 15 goals this year mm-hmm. and he has seven assists... And he stays healthy next year. I think you're going to see something like 15, 22, right? 15 goals, 22 assists from him because um, just just imagine how I, I don't know with Holland's finishing. Uh, that we can get to that later on because <laughs> I've got a lot to say about Holland's transfer. But
2: mm-hmm. uh, the
1: other person I want to shout out here mm-hmm. uh, before we move on is is Riyad Mahrez. Um, I don't think he played enough or started enough in the Premier League this year to necessarily Mm -hmm. have the the impact um, necessary to be nominated for this. But Mm -hmm. he had 11 goals, 5 assists in like 14 Premier League starts this season. Mm -hmm. Um, Add to that the fact that he's got 24 goals, 9 assists all across the board. Uh, I get it. He's 31. I get there are are some camps of the city uh, faithful that feel like he's expendable um, Mm -hmm. and can be replaced. But the season, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the season that he has put in uh, mm-hmm. has really flown under the radar, at least for me. Um, maybe it's mm-hmm. because I purposefully didn't look at him. Um, but he has put in one hell of a Premier League—I'm uh, sorry, one hell of a, a shift for Manchester City this whole season. Um, mm-hmm. So got to give you know kudos to him, even if it doesn't rise to the level of being named in the Player of the Season nominees. Um
0: mm-hmm. so I completely sure. agree with you, Mares is that guy he's that guy for algeria too he's the main man and he's he's underrated. I completely agree with you underrated player yeah. and okay. great show. Tell us down below people who are your nominees for the best player in the that who is the who is the best player in the Premier League this <laughs> season in your opinion, people and yeah, tell us your thoughts and why I'd like to see some reasons why. So, want to go with the youngsters? Gotta. I mean, I
1: feel like it was wrong of us to start with the big boys. (laughs) We should have started with the youngsters considering, you know, FC Wonder Kid. But all right, here we go. You're going to recognize some names here. Mm -hmm. We've got Trent Mm Alexander-Arnold. We've got Phil Foden, Mason Mount, Declan Rice, Bukayo Saka, Aaron Ramsdale, Mm -hmm. Connor Gallagher, and Tyrick Mitchell. Mm -hmm. Um... I just have to say first and foremost that I I don't understand what are the qualifications, um, to be, to be essentially nominated for this. Mm Uh, you know, 23 seems old, I think to all of us, even though that is our cutoff point for wonder kids and all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. But honestly, like if, if Trent has essentially been a full blown professional and putting up solid numbers for the last four years, five seasons, maybe, um, Mm -hmm. Why is he nominated for this? And if you're nominated for Player of the Season, I just don't get it. Um, that's my first thing. My second thing is uh, no Reese James, <laughs> no Mark Cucarella, no no. I mean, you know, Mark Gay, uh Even like Jacob Ramsey deserves a shout. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but once again, uh, who do you take off? And really, I, I got to pick on the. It's Crystal Palace over Brighton, or it's Crystal Palace o- over you know, anybody else here. And Tyrek Mitchell has put in a solid shift this year. He leads in tackles oh, dude, dude. one, definitely for U23s. But Mark Cucurella, I believe, has done more for Brighton than Tyrek
0: Mitchell has done for Crystal Palace. Sorry. Hey, um, so, I, but, okay. so do you believe Cucurella will be a better player than Tyrick Mitchell? Yes, I do. Shh.
1: I think he's, he's, he's got more dimensions. Uh, to his game than Tyreek Mitchell does uh, mm-hmm. but Tyreek Mitchell has put in a phenom- this this is what is wrong with right nominees and getting on getting off whatever and this is why mm-hmm. there should probably be 10 uh, but it causes you to like pick one over the other when like they both put in fine seasons mm-hmm. but there's a couple snubs here and the fact that Graham Potter's not in the manager list and the fact that Mark Cucurella isn't at least on the young player list Mm-hmm. Considering he came from La Liga, considering he had the transition into what is widely considered the hardest league on the planet to play in,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, you would think that he'd get a little bit of an extra kind of, I don't know, a weighting or a bump in the nominees. I um, I, 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 and no Reese James surprises the crap out of me when it comes to this, especially if you're putting Tyrick Mitchell up there. Mm-hmm. Um for most of the season, Rhys James and Chelsea were fighting for a Premier League title and, until, you know, they fell off. Um, so I don't know if it's just because he spread it out amongst all competitions and he wasn't as, you know, dominant, if you will, in the Premier League. But it just, it feels weird to not not have him in there. I don't know. I mean, were there any other snubs for you uh, in these nominees?
0: I'd say, I'd say, I would have say Smith-Rowe. I'd say Smith-Rowe for me is the player... That I'd say, yeah, he she, maybe he should be there. Uh I don't know Gabriel if he can be. No, he can't, hmm. right? No, yeah.
2: he's, so he's
0: like 24 right yeah. now. So no, I've got, yeah. I've, I think I like the players there. But yes, if Reese James for me too, I gotta go with you with what you said. If Tyreek Mitchell is here, Reese James in my opinion should be too. Should be instead because he's a better player. I agree with you. I agree with you. But the player that's going to win it. For me, that's the interesting thing, though. It's, will you reward Saka for maybe getting the top four for Arsenal? Will you reward Declan Rice? Because Declan Rice isn't nominated for the best player this season. So, were they thinking, like, oh, he's not nominated for the best player, so let's give him the youngster? So, I, I, I really don't know the thought process over here, but... Uh, I'd say I'd I'd give it I'd give it to Foden, I'd give it to Foden. What? Because, yeah. No way. I'd give no. it to Phil Foden. Yes, I'd give it Actually, to Phil I, Foden.
1: Yeah. Uh, no. I'd give no, no, it no, no, to absolutely Phil Foden. Not. Okay, Phil Foden. Phil Foden. First off, he won it last year. Mm-hmm. Uh. Secondly, um, you know, while he's been great for City, uh, and don't please, City fans, so, don't take so. This, but who'd you
0: put instead of Foden?
1: Well, I would I would put either Declan Rice or Bukayo Saka. Mm, okay. Um, okay. First off, Phil Foden's nine goals, five assists. You've got, um, you know, Declan Rice has been the Iron Man for West Ham. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's even done it on the offensive end. He's been the captain at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's really taken West Ham to new levels, even though they have fallen off a little bit near the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bu- Bukayo Saka has, outside of Mason Mount... Okay, mm-hmm. Bukayo Saka has 11 goals, 6 assists. And considering the narrative arc of Arsenal season,
0: mm-hmm. right,
1: um, you almost feel like Bukayo Saka should uh, should, should get a little more clout um, for this. So I think, really, my pick for this is going to be Declan Rice. Bukayo Saka, a, a very narrow second. Wow. Um, and third place, to be honest, I- I'd put Mason Mountain there. Ahead um, of Foden, but-
0: like, oh my days like
1: um yeah i i just because he won last season and and you're n- i don't think you're going to see a repeat
0: that, that does make sense what you're saying like that it does make sense but like for me Foden like is an importance for City absolutely crucial and even when Kevin De Bruyne was out if there was a player pumping it it was Phil Foden so tell okay. us people down below mm-hmm. who is your uh, youngster of the year And yeah, go bold, just like I seem to have done by picking Foden. So, Manager of the Year, you got some interesting nominees too, right? I do have some
1: interesting nominees for you. All right, we've got Jurgen Klopp, so interesting. We've got Pep Guardiola. Uh, We've got Eddie Howe. We've got Patrick Vieira and Thomas Frank. Um, So here, instead of going with eight managers, we went with five managers. Um, We went with uh, three, in my opinion, that likely don't deserve to be there as much as maybe some others. Mm. Um, The fact that Graham Potter is not there is a travesty to me. (laughs) And the fact that David Moyes is not there is also uh, a travesty to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Patrick Vieira, um, and I I think we're going to disagree on this, Um, Patrick Vieira... And Thomas Frank, um, one of them deserves to be there. But Eddie Howe, I don't really understand why Eddie Howe is in there. What? they gone with a... I, Eddie Howe has been there since November. Okay. And he has won more points than, yes, they won early on in the season. He has managed a takeover. He's managed a massive injection of finances. Mm-hmm. Yes, he has turned around the club in, in within the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's only done it since November. There are 11, what? I think it's 11, 10, 11 wins, 10 losses, five draws since mm-hmm. he's taken over. Okay, well, with much less in resources, mm-hmm. Graham Potter has taken Brighton and done 11 wins, 11 losses, 14 draws, actually 15 draws, I think. Um, and and he's, you know, not top of the table, but he is once again punching above his weight in the league, playing very, very attractive uh, football mm-hmm. without without a strike force that any one of us would deem world-class in any capacity. Neil Mopay, mm-hmm. um Danny Welbeck, right? Who's actually scoring for them. Uh, so I, I really think with less resources, uh, Graham Potter absolutely deserves to be nominated there. Um, and I would also say the same about David Moyes. Considering the narrative of where we thought West Ham West Ham was in disarray, and then they were fighting for, they're still fighting for, seventh, 6th, uh, mm-hmm. 7th European football, um, I really do believe that they deserve to be in here. Thomas Frank, I don't know. So, I don't know. I mean, He's done a lot in his first season. But I, what do you
0: think? I, I agree with you with Graham Potter, Show I think that's an excellent show for the, for the management he does at the club. David Moyes, I think that was – it's good too, like the management he's been doing with West Ham. But with both Graham Potter, I'd like to think he's got more of a decision-making on top. With David Moyes, he used the players that were there. And he, and he seemed to have managed to exploit the potential of them. But I can't. I can't pick ahead of anyhow personally me because I remember speaking to you and we were talking yeah. if Newcastle was gonna get relegated and you said they were gonna get relegated and yeah anyhow yeah. switched completely and there was games there was games that Newcastle played that they were bossing against the top four in the Premier League and that's another thing too that makes me like completely side with Patrick Vieira being in the nominees because Patrick Vieira is his first time in the Premier League this season. He is the top in the bookies to go. Okay, straight ahead of the season. The expectations is for him to go relegation and to go down. He, he picks the right players to come. He plays excellent football. And I'd say Crystal Palace is one of the best teams in the Premier League outside of the top six playing against top teams because you got city having trouble against them arsenal having trouble sure. against them conor gallagher all they exploit so well and that's because of patrick viera so i agree that thomas frank shouldn't be there i put graham potter or david Moyes ahead but i cannot take yep. i cannot take patrick Vieira. oh that what what a season man what a season uh, yeah <laughs> I, I just don't
1: think i don't think patrick Vieira deserves to be there over graham potter or David Moyes, absolutely not, in my opinion, and I, I'm pretty adamant about it. And the the Thomas Frank thing if you're going to say that Vieira is good against you know mm-hmm. top competition and whatnot, uh, and you're saying it's his first time in the Premier League, yeah, um, Thomas Frank deserves to be there then as well. It's his first time, it's the first time he's been there. Uh, no, he didn't, and beat the Etsy Hot. <laughs> But Crystal Palace, Crystal, well, uh, did Brighton? No, Brighton did in May of last year. That's what it was. Brighton did in May of last year, and I don't think it was at the Etihad. I can't remember. Mm. But but Thomas Frank is going in there, uh, having never been there before, with limited resources. Uh, It's a promoted club, and yeah, they, they haven't played the most attractive football. Um, but they have uh, figured out a way to win the games that they deserve to, to win because it doesn't matter if Christos, Crystal Palace beat Man City at the Etihad, right? Because they dropped other games they absolutely should not have and comp- uh, you know, teams that they should have beaten. So I don't know what that mindset is. Um, but then but, again, yeah, it when, it come- when it comes down to it, only West Ham and David Moyes essentially are fighting for European football. So but why isn't he in it?
0: For me, it's just yeah, I just really see the outstretch of what Patrick Vieira did, but I, I and even like with with Eriksen came into Brentford. Edinson was pulling strings like really well at the end of the season, getting those wins against those top teams, and you can clearly see that the identity of how Crystal Palace play is through through Patrick Vieira. So mm, I again, I'm a bit iffy with those with the arguments, but. I we agreed to agree to disagree. So put Elba, who do you think is going to win it? <laughs> uh it's whoever wins the league. Mm.
1: It's you know, right it's going to be Pep. You know, and and, and here, this is this is something I've seen and I don't agree with it. Mm. This is something I've seen uh but I don't explicitly agree with it though I understand um mm-hmm. the money and the resources Sh- should that even come into play when it comes down to it? Right mm-hmm. when it comes down to manager of the year. And I really want to understand what people think about this, because mm-hmm. it depends. If you're a Manchester City fan, you obviously believe Pep is going to you know, win this thing or should win it, right? Mm-hmm. But when you think about how much he gets to spend mm-hmm. and how he gets to spend what he gets to spend and all the control, for the most part, that he has uh, in the building of his club, um, you think, well, it should be a lock that he competes and or wins every year. Well, he is about to potentially do uh, a repeat... Um, and, uh, you know, I just, I don't know how much that comes into it. And I think it comes down to who you are and, and how you feel about the game of football. Mm -hmm. Um, and whether or not you support these massive teams or you love supporting these underdogs Mm -hmm. that do so much more or do a whole lot with the resources or the limited resources that they're given. Mm -hmm. So I'm torn between it. Um, but ultimately I think whoever wins the league will likely get the manager of the year.
0: Mm, i agree with you i agree with you I'll, yeah. I'll i'll side with pep too but the bold mention i even feel bad by saying it now eddie how for like how yeah. much uh, of a fortress newcastle was since he was there like that yeah. for me is the reasoning why i put like just a bold mention eddie Howe because yeah i'm excited i'm excited i just said well, for next season what he's gotta- gonna do too sorry yeah yeah, no, I, I've got a question here. Um,
1: if you're going to take... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Eddie Howe is moving into a role um, to where they would hope to turn Newcastle into a super club mm-hmm. over time, right? Um, mm. But if you were to pick a better manager right now, a better English manager mm. in the Premier League, you would, you're would. you saying you'd pick Eddie Howe over Graham, Graham
0: Potter? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. That's a great question. If I pick great i'll be honest with you i i wouldn't i wouldn't because like graham potter is excellent for me he's underrated but i think anyhow is ah that's a that's a hard one because long term the answer will be told definitely because two young english managers for me they're the they're the up and up and coming and the ones that are going to be leading so Mm -hmm. ah i'm not going to say rooney (laughs) i mean it kind of there you go, I Scott like that. Parker. Yeah. Scott I mean, Parker maybe next season to surprise everyone.
1: No, we'll, we'll Lampard. We'll <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Wow. Yeah. Now we're now we're scraping the barrel here. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> um, I mean, no. I like. Um, listen, Eddie Howe did great things for mm-hmm. Bournemouth. Um, it's been a little bit of time since we've seen that. He's just starting this role. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, he was the darling of the Premier League for some time, mm-hmm. right? Um, Graham Potter has now shown that he can do a lot with limited resources with Brighton. Mm-hmm. I just love that he is very principled. I, I, I believe he gets the most out of his team that he possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, I also believe he's great at talent identification and, and whoever he's got above him is is I great hope. at that as well. Yep. Um, but it's not a bad problem to have. If you're an English fan, it's <laughs> not a true. bad problem to have two young managers that have shown they can do things, and now maybe they'll be moving up. And I just got to say, is if if Graham Potter was out of a job, mm. right, and was available, mm-hmm. and Newcastle came calling, do you think he would have been taken over Eddie Howe?
0: Ah, uh, yes, he would have. I think he would have. But I think if the the job's available now, I think Newcastle's more yeah. than fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, I it, it probably think, is. But in five, six months' time, it might be anyhow yeah. is trying to trying to get the get the get the dubs to justify him staying there. And Graham Potter could be going there. You never know. But that's how football you changes. Never. It's very fast. Yeah. So, mm, mm. but anyhow, I do, I don't think he's the manager though for the top four long term with Newcastle. I think he's the manager for this rebuild starting for one two years. But the late stages, I think Newcastle are gonna get a guy like Conte at Tottenham, a guy like Conte. <laughs> see, we'll see. I, I still can't see Antonio Conte
1: on the uh, sideline at Saint James Park uh, <laughs> in the dead of winter.
2: <laughs> well,
0: well, um, even Ma- Jose Mourinho, you never know. Like I'd say, I'd yeah. see Jose Mourinho prove, like, cause he would want to. He would always, yeah. will wa- always say hi to the Premier League. You'll always say hi. Yeah.
1: ain't that the truth well um it's not quite the premier league but uh, there was kind of i mean there were a a lot of resolutions Mm -hmm. a lot of uh a lot of winners a lot of uh heartbreak this past week um none more so i think than the repeat of Mm -hmm. the carabao cup final and the um you know ending of the carabao cup final yes um chelsea versus liverpool at wembley um I honestly thought Chelsea was going to be able to pull it off and get something in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Liverpool, the quest for the quadruple is alive <laughs> and well.
0: And, and Chelsea getting their third straight loss in the yeah. FA Cup, man. So Thomas Juchel, I see him justifying saying Chelsea won two trophies this season. And yes, yeah. it is a fact. But for Chelsea fans, they're starting to worry because at the beginning of the season, you spoke to Chelsea fans. They said they were going to head above or City or Liverpool, definitely top two, top two in the Premier League. I saw a bunch of predictions. I'm not going to say who that were putting Liverpool (laughs) in the third position in the Premier League, and now it's it's not looking good. So for Tuchel, I think there's there's I'm not going to say he's in the hot seat. But people are start, starting to put pressure on it. And Kante. Kante, for me, I was surprised. Yeah. I was surprised. He, Kante against Liverpool, that wasn't the best game from Angolo Kante. So, mm. but it was a very <gasps> interesting one. Very interesting. Yeah.
1: I think there were quite a few you could lump into that. Mm-hmm. Um, Reese James, I don't think, had the greatest game. Mm-hmm. Um Either. Uh, And all I got to say is I I was very happy to see Christian Pulisic get the start. (laughs) Um, It depends on who you ask. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I I do think he was the most dangerous player um, that Chelsea had. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of them were half chances. Actually, there were a couple couple big chances but he could have put his he could have put one of those in and and that this game would have been completely different. Mm-hmm. And I just also have to say and this is a very very casual observation and it's probably stating the obvious mm. but Luis Diaz is a live wire. I mean, he is everywhere and he can turn on a dime, he can whip a shot off uh, on a dime, he can whip a cross off. I mean, everything from him uh, easily the most dangerous player on the field for Liverpool throughout literally every minute of the game that he was in it. Mm-hmm. So um, I'd say, I'd say,
0: I'd, I'd say he was pretty, he was pretty mad not getting a goal. You could see when he was going to yeah. the bench. Oh, yeah. And Robertson, there was a moment there too that Robertson should have finished it, in my opinion. I was quite surprised. Okay, I, I said it on Pod, and yeah, Chelsea managed to to upset this prediction of mine. That I can't see a team. Like not scoring a goal in 90 minutes from mm. Liverpool, it happened. Yeah. It happened, and for that to happen, Tony, big boy Tony Rudiger, had to be a full menace. Okay, for that Liverpool attack, Rudiger was okay. doing it all, all, and he was the problem for Trent too at that that at the right side for Trent because yeah, yeah. he was he was just predicting everything, every cross, anything that was gonna happen. So. Yeah, it was it was it was interesting for me seeing that Salah had a moment with Rudiger, and he and he's gonna play the final, as its uh, club said afterwards. It's uh, everything's yeah. fine, but he had to yeah, be subbed good. off with a yeah. Rudiger foul, and I was thinking to myself, is 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 Rudiger following the footsteps of Sergio Ramos <laughs> during these moments? Be. So it's it's he's going to the right place at Real Madrid, Rudiger. So. Yeah, it's, it yeah. was very interesting. And I got to say, too, Trent, mm-hmm. Trent Alexander-Arnold becomes the youngest Englishman to get all the trophies he can at club level, okay? And another wow. fact, too, is Alisson. Allison has a clean sheet in a Champions League final, in a club World Cup final, and now in an FA Cup final. So three clean sheets. And I look, Allison for how good he is, People have to, have to mention him. In the best goalkeeper in the world, Allison must be, must be there. So, yeah, yeah. Allison Becker. Well, I've got a couple
1: to add to that because you're mm-hmm. you're absolutely right there. And yeah, Trent Alexander-Arnold is uh, mm-hmm. collecting trophies like people <laughs> collect Pokemon cards. Um, and and I believe he's he's now got what. Pretty much all the trophies out yep. there, um, except the Europa League and the Europa Conference League, which you don't want that <laughs> if you've got the Champions League anyway. Uh, sure. So, yeah, that is amazing. And he's just 23 years old. Um, but but once again, he did show a couple times his defensive frailties, but he also showed a couple times how he stood up to, mm-hmm. to shut people down.
2: He played well. Um,
1: so That's it was... Yeah, he played. He played very well. I thought he was the most effective player on the mm-hmm. field in terms of. I mean, he had 16 crosses or something. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I gotta say, it was heartening. It was great to see uh, a guy like Costas Simikas scoring the the, the match winning goal, and everybody giving him the. I mean, th- this guy's been pretty good. Yeah. Um, every time he's come on to back uh, Andy Robertson up, and as far as a backup left back goes. Um, you got to be pretty happy with what you've got. It was just very nice to see him uh, score that that last penalty. Um, but on on a sad note, mm. I believe you ready for this. This is an interesting fact. Mm. Mason Mount
2: okay. has
1: now lost six finals Ooh. at Wembley. Six. Do that mental math. He's lost six finals at Wembley. Okay, so the European Championship, so the you've Cup. got, three, oh yeah, um, a Carabao Cup. Yeah. Um, oh. yeah. What's the other one? There's oh, got to be another. Is days. it two but, Carabao
0: it, Cups? It, does he have England? Oh no, six. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. my days, that's six, six, and, six. is pretty bad. Six is traumatizing is almost. But traumatizing. Three FA Cup. But he's unlucky yeah. that the FA Cup is always in, not unlucky, but it's the FA Cup is always in Wembley. So it is, it, uh, it, it, it's just, it, it. it
1: is tough. It, I mean, and one day I'm pretty sure. I mean, Mason Mount is only 23 as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will break that curse. Um, but until then, it, it, it's gonna hang on his shoulders, his penalty,
0: and it was his penalty. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. just, oh, <laughs> that, yeah. it's tough, but Mason Mount's definitely gonna be a Chelsea legend. But damn, ah, this is not tough. Six, six, but I gotta say, yeah. with the number six, two. There's another player that has a great stat for him. And it's Jordan Henderson becomes the first captain in Liverpool history to lift six trophies. Six there trophies. So big up to Jordan Henderson. And my question is, like, is he a great greater captain than Stevie G? Not player. No. He's not a better player than Stevie G. But is Jordan Henderson a better captain? I think he's a better voice on the pitch, but with talent, yeah. Stevie G's much through the roof better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 thinking of that meme
1: that says that's that's bait. That's a trap. <laughs> um, I, I don't. I don't even want to get sucked into a conversation like that because uh, Stevie you. G. Stevie G. was a captain in and of his own right, and I think any uh, mm-hmm. any Liverpool fan, if, if a Liverpool fan wants to, you know, make the bold statement that Henderson's a better captain than uh, Gerrard, I am all for that argument. Mm-hmm. Um, for watching it, uh, but hey, I, another stat before we move on for this because it was pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Even though the triumvirate of Mo Salah, Diogo Jota, and Sadio Mane weren't necessarily on the mark or off the mark, whichever way you want to put it, in this FA Cup final. Um, they have become, and this is in the Premier League, it's not in the FA Cup, they have become the only the second Premier League team mm. okay, to have three players above 15 goals for the year. So you've got Sadio Mane with fifteen, you've got Diogo Jota with fifteen, and you've got Mo Salah with twenty-two. And the only other team that had this stat uh, was Manchester City. Um, and and I just wanted to throw out there. I wanted to see. Can you guess what three players it was? If I give you the year.
0: Mm, the the year Aguero, oh so the year yep. yeah t- tell me the year so. <laughs> you, now you're you're onto it. It was eight years ago. So uh, Aguero? Yaya? Yeah, yeah. No. No.
1: Uh Yaya? Yes. Aguero.
0: Yep. Yaya. Tevish.
1: Mm, close. But it, uh no. no. It, this guy is in the throes of a Scudetto race.
0: Uh just say I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna Jekko. Uh, Zekko. Dzeko. Oh yes, Zekko, yes, yes. Zekko. Shh. Exactly. Yeah. so that's, hey, that's that's a fine.
1: fun little stat that has nothing to do with the fa cup because it's all Premier League goals but i just wanted to get it in there because uh i mean it's impressive and then you think about like mm-hmm. you have luis diaz as
0: well exactly um, if luis diaz hey, <laughs> they have they would break that record <laughs> essentially yeah oh my god <laughs> Ex- mo- more oh my god yeah so it, yeah just shows luis diaz signing of the season cooking no cooking uh he's he's gotta he's gotta be up there he's gotta be up there he has gotta be in that debate right so fa cup comments put down below people who do you think was the man of the match in the fa cup and yeah big up to liverpool still in that quadruple race still in that quadruple race hanging on i wanted to highlight the stevie g Mm -hmm. comments that I had to say I want to talk with Bretton about this because just shows uh. if this is what Stevie G thinks at the top six did you see the news who did he think were the top six midfielders Stevie G no so I don't know if I got this <laughs> yeah Stevie G's top six midfielders in his opinion right now have Rodri, Fabinho okay. Kovacic Kevin De Bruyne Mount and Jude Bellingham. These are Stevie G's top six midfielders in the world right now. That's really that's
1: really interesting Uh,
0: for me. Well,
1: you can. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I I was shocked. Like
0: for me, seeing Stevie G says that just shows why there's so much English bias towards so many of these players because not having Modric and these top mm-hmm. 6 midfielders in the world in my opinion especially when he's doing hat tricks in the first ha- hat tricks of assists in the first half when he yeah. plays Oh, I, I i don't agree i i i would like to think that there, maybe there's more
1: context mm. um to this uh maybe it's just english players abroad and then the premier league mm. um because i don't know how like even a kovacic like what That doesn't make any any sense whatsoever as a best midfielder. I I understand, you you can tell, right, Mm -hmm. from the players that he picks, you can tell what um, attributes Mm -hmm. that he weights very highly, Mm -hmm. right? Determination, tackling, um, you know, general vision, general positioning sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I I get it. I get what maybe the point he's trying to get across, but yeah, I mean, and not have some of the names that we know should be in there, in there makes no sense. So uh, I was not expecting that because I didn't see that list. And I, I don't, I think I missed that altogether. Um, I was like, there's what? gotta be
0: context. Gee. Yeah, yeah. I was like, but <laughs> Judah, not Pedri. Ooh, that was what I was going. Mm. Stevie G man. Like if by right? the, by the way of things, Jacob Ramsey would be in the top 10. <laughs> Oh jeez, oh jeez. Well,
1: or his—he uh, did just sign Coutinho. Yes. You never know. 20 be talking million, about that. 20 million yeah. pounds, Coutinho. Yeah. Well, i, I gotta say, it's only a hundred and fifty million euro loss for FC Barcelona. So <laughs> hey, they're doing good business.
0: <laughs> oh my! That's wrong. But it was gonna say, but it was gonna be a forty million buy option. So it mm-hmm. just shows they had no negotiation power with Aston Villa. So it was like 20 million that they Aston Villa bought him. So it's interesting; just shows that Barca yeah. are in a very, very bad position negotiating.
1: They are. They absolutely are. And uh, I mean, all across the board, mm-hmm. uh, they had to give up on Holland. I know they're going to chase down Lewandowski, but you guys are going to talk about that a lot this week. I think you and Carvalho are going to be talking about FC Barcelona and their future. Um, But, Mm -hmm. you know, when it comes down to Stevie Gerrard getting Coutinho Mm -hmm. um, for $20 million, um, and I think he's lowering his salary significantly to be there, Mm -hmm. uh, is important. What I want to make sure that he doesn't do is that he he doesn't chase guys like Carney Chukwameka, you know, a Jacob Ramsey out the door because their academy is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And their academy continues to throw out these gems that... Obviously, they're not the polished product um, yet, mm-hmm. but they could really grow into something incredibly special. Uh, so I really hope that um, they make sure that they get that Chuquameca, um, what's the word, extension, right? Mm-hmm. Contract extension done. Keep the young boys in there, let them become part of the core uh, and learn as much as they can from a Coutinho. Um, and, and hopefully they can get the, you know, Emi Buendias of the world and the Leon Bailey's back fully healthy and, uh, and being productive members of the Aston Villa society uh, moving forward. But you never, you never know. Hmm. You never know. Um, But wow. Um, There, what was, you know, anything else out there um, that threw you for a loop, you know, from a transfer perspective, I think there was a certain somebody in Germany that might've
0: moved on. Well, geez, you know, we got we got two players. I wanted to say that definitely that Bundesliga is going to change next season. And it's dramatic. the departure of Erling Haaland going to Man City and the departure of Lewandowski going yeah. to Barcelona, people. He is going to Barcelona, okay? Xavi, like a month or two ago, we already had seen that Xavi was in the talks with Lewandowski. And now... They're just hard bargaining. Bayern Munich know that they won't get that contract extension. And for me, the interesting topic can be who will go and replace Lewandowski at Bayern Munich. Because Correct. there's a huge vacancy with 12 million okay, a year that aren't going to be uh, with Lewandowski. So they need to replace it with a star player. And they're already hinting two names. OK, I see mm-hmm. definitely a lot in the news and Bayern Munich are reportedly interested in Sadio Mane, which very, very good if they managed to snatch up Sadio Mane from Liverpool because he would be an excellent star man at Bayern Munich. And the second player is Christian Ronald out yeah. of Man United to Bayern Munich, which would also have ridiculous numbers. And yes, I think they could get a Champions League with Ronaldo at the helm up front. I believe in it. So, let's... Ah. that's Those are the two names.
1: <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I mean, both of those names seem mildly short-sighted. Mm. Um, I ask you, because if Lewandowski leaves, and I know that he has come out and he has said... That he is no longer, uh, or he is rejected. I guess contract advances. Mm-hmm. Um. Next year, you you got to think that there is an open possibility that Bayern finally yes. lets go of their Bundesliga um hegemony. I is that the right word? Yes. Their power um on it. Mm-hmm. Um. But you're right. If they, if they bring in a Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, hmm. I... I I just don't know. That, that might not gel. That might not work. Uh, I, I have no clue. There's a lot of... There's just as many risks as there are. Posi- so, Christian wouldn't data. work
0: at Bayern Munich?
1: I mean, I'm not saying that outright. I'm just saying, yeah. Um,
0: there's a possibility. What has,
1: worked, what has worked for them over these last 10 years, right? Of mm. them just continually, continually winning the Bundesliga has been what? Continuity, consistency, core... Uh, with some revolving parts mm-hmm. um, that that add big pieces like Serge Gnabry and 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 the continued development of him um, and obviously Joshua Kimmich turning into a world class defender and midfielder right, mm-hmm. um, but that continuity does get beaten up if if you're only looking out one year by by bringing in Cristiano Ronaldo.
0: I agree. Right yes. or I, two years. I agree. I so agree. one year, two. Yeah. But yeah, mm, mm. I don't think he'd be bad at Bayern. That's I, I will I won't go wow. with that one. But I think Bayern Munich would improve. I think it would be a team that would improve with Ronaldo. Yeah. And I look with okay. me is Jovic. Look what's happening mm. with Jovic without Ronaldo. Like I yeah. feel like he's unlucky with the management around him because Ronaldo yeah. can't make every decision. And Jovic right now, I'll be honest with Allegri the decisions don't seem to be getting better with El Ronaldo there because I see yeah. that they're interested to bring in Di Maria and Ivan Perisic on free agent mm. moves, okay? So, wow. I, I, I don't know if that's the right move for, for Juve to do. To get more aging players? I don't know. I'm not yeah. feeling alegre at Juve. I'll be honest with you. No. I am not feeling it.
1: No, I'm with you there. They're they're coming off. This is the first trophy trophyless season they've had in a decade.
0: Eesh. Eesh.
1: That's that's a big deal. That's why is off.
0: Cialini is off
1: to the MLS. <laughs> yeah, he's. I think it's uh, LA. Is it LAFC or Vancouver? Mm. One of the two. I, I think he's going LAFC. Um, but but yeah, no. With with that. Um, Juventus, yeah. I mean, what we can't do, though, is... Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to gloss over Ivan Perisic's... I mean, what no, he true. has done this year as a 33-year-old... True. true. Um, if we talk about Luka Modric aging like fine wine, and he's significantly older than uh, Ivan Perisic, mm-hmm. Ivan Perisic is definitely aging like fine wine. True. Um, I mean, he has done just... Was it recently? Yeah, it was in the Copa Italia final. Yep. He Simple. came on and he single-handedly... Uh, essentially one inter uh, that in extra time, got it done. And I just have to say, if you look at the golden generation of Croatia, Luka Modric is definitely the best. He is the shining star of that. Ivan Perisic is not that far off for what he has also done for the Croatian national team. Fuck. Okay. Uh, Luka Modric has 21 goals in 148 caps, and I get it, different positions. Perisic, Perisic has... 32 goals in 113 caps and continues to motor on and be this massive, massive uh, influence, at least in Serie A. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I get it. It's taken him some years to really have that sustained effect Mm -hmm. on a club like he has had at Inter, uh, but it makes it no less awesome um, to see. But I just have to tell you, last time Juventus was trophyless ready for this the last time juventus was trophyless 10 years ago Jeez. inter milan won the copa italia okay but guess guess who won the Scudetto? milan it's the milan ac milan <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> that's what i love to see and i completely agree with you when you say perisic and i just want to hint that name to brozovic i think perisic yeah. and brozovic both Croatian elite players. And yeah, they're going to do something at that World Cup. They're definitely going to be with those two players. And yes, I agree. And Perisic, if I, mm-hmm. I'm remembering right, Mourinho wanted Perisic when he was at Man United. And people were say, deeming him not good enough. Not right. good enough. So mm-hmm. this just shows that Mourinho, maybe if he had gotten who he wanted... At Man United, uh, like Perisic, maybe the story would have been a lot different. I know a centre back would have been a lot different, but yes, Perisic, great, great shout. Uh, and with Inter, just wa- wanted yeah. to leave it out. Lautaro has a six. The the price for Lautaro is 60 million euros. It's been it's been revealed. Okay, Inter has put it out. So whoever's gonna sign Lautaro is for 60 million. And I'll be honest with you. That's the it's a fair price, it's a fair deal for whoever gets him because Lautaro is a baller man, absolute baller bagsman. And yeah, he would add a lot to any team he goes to. Yeah, and and just remember, just
1: remember the narrative at the beginning of the season the Mm -hmm. turmoil of Lukaku having to leave, of Mm -hmm. Conte leaving, right? Mm -hmm. Um, there was all expectation for Inter to take a step back, enter Aiden Jekko, enter. Uh, enter uh, Kahanoglu, enter Barella, enter Dumfries, mm-hmm. and you've got this team that is competing once again. Um, and, you know, they're doing so by scoring a, scoring a whole lot of goals. Uh, I think they've got 13, 14 more goals than AC Milan this season. Um, but they also have an incredibly effective defense. Exactly. They, they've given up the exact same amount of goals as AC Milan. Um, and that's why they're just going... Back and forth and back and forth and it's Syria is definitely the most exciting race
0: mm-hmm. um, of this year. Well, when uh, Vince, but I do when Vince yeah. doesn't doesn't just go and win at it all. It's like maybe right. Bayern Munich. If Bayern Munich were just a sheer force, maybe the Bundesliga mm-hmm. would be like a bit like Syria right now. Yeah.
1: But I don't mean to take us all the way back to where we were, because mm-hmm. I know your uh, your timestamps on this are going to be insane. <laughs> <Don't worry. laughs> uh, but we, we really did gloss over. You mm-hmm. were saying it, and you were absolutely right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Erling Holland moving from the Bundesliga. Robert Lewandowski mm-hmm. moving from the Bundesliga. I mean... Uh, Who's the other one? Oh, Christo Nkunku might be uh, moving on from the Bundesliga, (laughs) Uh, right?
2: Yes, yes. That
1: is like 70 plus Bundesliga (laughs) goals that are moving out the door and need to be replaced in some capacity. And I looked back, I looked back at the scoring charts over the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. That type of like cannibalism from the goals in the Bundesliga, that has never happened before. So there is, like, the Bundesliga could be changing. And as we talked about, it could be changing for the better in terms of parity, uh, more more teams being able to uh, mm-hmm. rise to the top. Um, I, but, man, it, it's it's impressive. It's I impressive. It's we'll I see.
0: think it's up for grabs. And I agree with you. But with Nkunku, I feel like, for me, he's the mm-hmm. biggest style. And Nkunku's got a mad stat this season. And Nkunku becomes the... First player in the history of the Bundesliga to get four, four player of the month. Not many, Uh aye, awards, awards. Nkunku is the first player ever, okay? And it's no surprise by having 32 games, 20 Mm. goals, and 14 assists. So unreal numbers by Nkunku. And understandably, Leipzig want to keep them because Leipzig have the same feeling as you that the Mm. Bundesliga is up for grabs and someone can get it someone can get yeah. it and if i was Leipzig, yeah, and- i would do everything to keep guardio and in yeah. because if they have these two they can win it they can win
1: it and, and they absolutely can and i think that they did what they needed to do mm-hmm. what was absolutely fundamentally necessary for them to have a shred of hope to hold on to in they needed to get that champions league football mm-hmm. and they Got it. They got it. They will be Champions League, uh, you know, uh, playing Champions League football next year, uh, which might set the stage for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and who knows? Maybe if Andre Silva comes in and has a 30-goal year again, like he's certainly capable of, um, you might have Red Bull Leipzig um, very close to the top of the table next year. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's already an injection. I mean, right when Erling Holland was on his way out the door, (laughs) Not even a day later, who was announced for Borussia Dortmund.
0: Karim Adeyemi. Karim Adeyemi. Ah, and, yeah. yeah, it's the right deal for Dortmund. They go, to, mm-hmm. they go literally to the same team as they went to get Erling Haaland. And he's a German player. He's got a lot, a lot, a lot of fiercefulness Aye, not fiercefulness Gache, focusedness, determination. Karim Adeyemi yeah. has a dream, and he wants to prove to Bayern... To Bayern that he's a baller because he used to be a Bayern Academy player and yeah, he, he left. And yeah, the rest is history. Yeah. Well the rest is history
1: and, and history, you know, it's important history because mm-hmm. that 38 million euros that is going in the door, and it might be a little bit less than that, but it, this is a there's a very heartwarming part to this story. Um mm-hmm. and it was confirmed by Kareem himself. Kareem's boyhood club, I believe it was Unterhaching. okay? His boyhood club is going to get 20% of that fee. 20% of that fee, okay? So you're talking about this, you know, lower-level German football uh, squad that is going to get about 7 million euros in the door, which if you go and you look at their overhead, right, their costs Mm -hmm. per year, um, it's going to extend uh, their life... uh, Many years and then some, and and actually you get a little bit of a trickle down effect um, with with what's going on here. So uh, Kareem Adeyemi with Danielle Malin with another year, hopefully with a healthy Gio Reyna. Uh, <laughs> but there's one other big part that happened here. Mm. Not only did they right away stem the tide of the Holland leaving and how sad they were mm-hmm. by signing Adeyemi. Jude Bellingham also came out and said, I am absolutely going to be here at Signal Iduna next season. And that is important. And no, we weren't expecting him to move on like right
0: away. Mm.
1: But you got to believe, you know, there are people that are readying bids (laughs) as fast as they can for a guy like Jude Bellingham. Um, So I'm going to watch Dortmund once again, (laughs) the addition of Nico.
0: Schla- Schlatterbach? Schlatterbeck? I would say, um, it. I would say, it, people. <laughs> I would say, it. oh the, the Schot- Schottlerbeck. Yeah. Oh my god, I find this. That's a, that's a hard name. But yeah, Giurena to be back. And yes, who answered the EDEA arrival too? Was Mukoko. Yeah. Mukoko. Yes, he did. If there was yeah. a needed, there was a needed goal against Ethib Berlin, and Holland got it, and then Mukoko, seventeen-year-old yeah. Yusuf Mukoko. That he's gonna leave, as all the news are hinting, scores mm-hmm. the goal to show the last goal of the season to show Dortmund yeah. that they've got a talent there already. And yeah, maybe they should trust on Mukoku. He might they might. They might have to. I mean, it, it
1: Mukoku also mm-hmm. shattered, shattered the Bundesliga hopes, uh, survival hopes of of Hertha Berlin um by scoring that goal too, mm-hmm. and and made um I forget which team. Ended up staying up. It was um, mm-hmm. not Frankfurt. Uh, Stuttgart. Was, uh, Stuttgart. Stuttgart. Yeah. Stuttgart. Yeah. Big up Jack wow. Maas. Big up Jack yep. Maas. Staying up. Absolutely. There you and go. and that, is a, that is an American-born coach, uh, Matarazzo, <laughs> that is there. So uh, big ups to him as well. And there is video online of his family watching in Northern Jersey, um, watching him, watching that last goal that they still had to score mm-hmm. in order to you know, jump above her to Berlin. Um, and just seeing the, the the sheer joy, tears, excitement mm-hmm. um, around it, you, you couldn't, and I don't know if you saw the clip of them scoring that goal. Matarazzo ran over to the, <laughs> so this is the boss, right? Yes. He ran over sure. to the fans. He like slipped, he fell, he was on the bottom of the pile. There was a pile on top of him. I mean, it was the, the realist, uh feeling of excitement. And then all 50-some thousand fans stormed the, uh, the oh, yeah. field as if they literally just won a cup. Um, but anyway, uh, it's just really, really... I mean, the Bundesliga, even with Bayern mm-hmm. um, ruling the Bundesliga, is just always such an entertaining league to watch because there's so many good players. And mm-hmm. Leverkusen has a possibility of building something. Wierz. Uh, Patrick Schick has 24 Bundesliga goals this year, even with injuries... And he's the odds-on favorite to win the Golden Boot next
0: year Sheesh. if Lewandowski leaves, right? yep so. I'd, I'd say he's definitely one of the favorites. And then you have Moussa Diaby, too. There. Yeah. Just bagging yeah. assists <laughs> and goals, too. Like, oh, Leverkus is one uh, of those teams. Like, maybe if Wirtz didn't get that ACL, maybe, though, mm-hmm. they will they would definitely be more up there. But would they have keep him after this summer, though? That would be that's a great question. C- that, 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 that's the question that, like, Bayern is like, mm, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not. But, oh, man. So, Bayern Munich. And you said transfers. There's a transfer, too, that for me mm-hmm. definitely deserves a mention. And it's Kamaka. Because Gianluca Kamaka already has 16 league goals, in my opinion. And I see so many Rebels that need a striker. And if Sassuolo striker, guys seria mm-hmm. Bagsman, and yeah trust me sassuolo Gianluca lucas is the man that can do the job at the striker role for a lot of those rebels that you see out there so i yeah. just wanted to say 23 year old too so he's right, a
1: 23 yeah. yeah and he's he's been phenomenal he's also been on the radar i think of some of the premier league clubs right mm, yes. um but it's probably more likely that like an inter or a what, 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 I don't know. I don't it, know
0: what club would be Inter, best for him, Inter, but. well, Juve not now, but, like, if there's a Prem team, you have Arsenal that mm. they're in the talks to get a striker. You have Tottenham that Conte Conte would know about Gianluca. But, yeah, it's just it's up for grabs. And, yeah, I just wanted to put it up there because I see okay. Darwin news for 100, for 80, for, for all these astronomical numbers that I'm not going to say yeah. no to that okay because darwin nunes is an absolute baller but Skamak, in my opinion should get more of a rep and yeah for if he's available i think clubs should be lining up to go get him yeah
1: yeah so all those names that you mentioned lautaro and and Mm -hmm. uh and all them um uh, there are a lot of races for a number nine this year Mm -hmm. and you you've got to add obviously gabriel jesus to Ooh, that mix. Yes. Um, but the valuation of Gabriel Jesus came in. Mm. And even though it doesn't seem like his deal is going to be extended, mm. it seems like Manchester City's playing hardball and that they expect 50 to 60 million euros for him Ooh. when his contract is up soon. His contract is up until when? I don't know. <laughs> that, I was hoping you would know that. Um, but I know it's not, like, it's not like four or five years out. If it's so two? So 50, 60. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so is that is that a proper valuation for some for mm. for Gabriel
0: Jesus? Well, if uh you see that's a tough one because Gabriel Jesus the late stages of the of this season, he is he, he does value that. But yeah. it's a tough mm. one. It's a tough one, but if it's 2 years, I understand. I I I do what Man City's is doing with that hard yeah. ball. And they they seem to know what they do especially with the Ferran Torres still too. I'd say Gabriel Zouj. I'd sell him for 50, 60 million too, Bruton. I'd sell. Mm-hmm. Well, especially to Arsenal. Like they mm-hmm. want, they would want Arsenal with less funds. I'd say, and yeah, yeah for me, like I'd be. I'm for Gabriel Zouj. The best decision mm-hmm. is to go to Arsenal. He knows Arteta. He knows Arteta very well from when Arteta was an assistant coach with Guardiola. They all got mm-hmm. praise each other. They love each other, as it seems. Arteta and Gabriel mm-hmm. Zouj. And I honestly feel like if Arteta wants him, it's because he knows that he can do his role. So I think that would be no. the best decision for for Gabriel Jesus right. to go to well, Arsenal.
1: Yeah. And Arsenal's already pretty active. I hear they're bringing in a uh, 19-year-old striker, mm-hmm. uh, Brazilian striker uh, from Sao Paulo, Marquinhos. <laughs> um, who you know already has some goals, but definitely one for the future. So they're trying to find the next Gabriel Martinelli or something. Well,
0: uh, so Well, yeah. I've got a, I've got an Arsenal youngster I can mention over here too, and it's William Saliba. I just wanted to yeah, hint yeah. out because yes, Saliba, people, he does exist. Arsenal fans, and he's doing a really, really good season because he is nominated for the League One Player of the Season. William Saliba. Saliba. And I'll say something too. He's got 20 clean sheets in 51 games. William Saliba. Oh. And guess what? France called him up. And he has played mm. for France this season too. So I don't know what Saliba has to do to impress Arsenal. <laughs> but he should definitely get a chance, in my yeah. opinion. And if there's a team that wants to get a good deal for it, a, not a cheap price because I think he'll be. How much do you think he'll be? I think 30, 40 million just to get uh, him off.
1: Actually, that's exactly what was going through my brain because I had a feeling you were going to ask. <laughs> um, yeah. 30 to 40 million sounds pretty good considering the shift he's put in at Marseille. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see him get the chance, but more specifically, I would love to see Saliba just get the resolution that he deserves, right? The conclusion. Like, if Arsenal doesn't want him, and they mm-hmm. can't find a way to fit him in, then sell him off, get what you need from him, and, and give him a fresh start, whether it's back at Marseille, um, whether it's somewhere higher, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, I mean, I think he deserves at least a resolution to his uh, his <laughs> his career's future, um, because he's certainly up to the task, and, and he's Just... been great. Um, even though Marseille, I think, fell short, mm-hmm. uh, a little more short than they would have liked, but hey, they went to a... European semi-final. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pretty high up in the League One table. Um, they've been they've been pretty solid and kind of fun to watch this year. But yeah, Saliba, I could just as easily see him slotted into that eleven for Arsenal next season.
0: Mm. But we'll see.
1: Only time will tell, right?
0: Well, yeah. I just hope it's Arteta because Arteta, he's real like yes and no type guy. There's no there's no sure. middle. There's no middle, yeah. and we know Saliba well, left in the middle. So, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's why That's why I'm like, oh, I just hope Art uh, Arteta gives him that chance. Yeah. Oh.
1: Well, well, moving on from uh, Arsenal because mm-hmm. we've talked about them quite a bit. Uh, we do have to go back over to Manchester United for a second, mm.
2: um,
1: because you know I don't know if we know this, but Manchester United have had every possibility to sign Erling Holland <laughs> back in the day, right when Solskjaer was there. Uh, they they also had every ability to potentially sign Adiyemi um, because of Ralph Rangnick there, um, but they wanted a um, I think it was they didn't want a release clause or some whatever Fabrizio Romano says mm. goes right. Okay. Um, okay, so those are negatives, right? But now let's talk about a positive. Mm. Let's talk about the Manchester United future. Ah, okay? <laughs> and, and one that should one that should lie more in their youth academy. Like please, mm. okay. We talk about all these gems. Um, we've always talked about Mejbri. We've always talked about Shola Shorterre. We've yes. always talked about Charlie McNeil and giving Ethan Laird maybe a chance. Um, but when it comes down to it, we've seen one rise from literally having <laughs> zero Instagram followers ah. to now he's got like millions. Alejandro Garnacho and the <laughs> Manchester United UA 18s put on a show to beat Nottingham Forest in front of 67,000 people in the FA Youth Cup Final. And if you can't look at something that you know that exudes positivity mm-hmm. uh, as a United fan, or if you need positivity as a United fan, look no further than there. Because you've got some ballers in that squad, and I, I, I just hope that some of them can land a spot
0: mm-hmm. in the senior team next season. Um, I... It was great to see. <laughs> you mentioned Alejandro. Alejandro yep. Garnacho, that I agree with him with the go talk. I just wanted to say that, oh, okay? Come on. And saying the C sí? after getting the guaranteed goal that secured the FA Youth Cup. I got to say, Garnaccio, you're following the right footsteps, my guy. And he's got Dude. 33 <laughs> games, 15 goals, yeah. and 6 assists. And he's already yeah. won. That Jimmy Murphy, young player of the season, that is basically the best player in the Man United academy. That Shola are won the mm-hmm. year previous. That that is another player on the wings that is coming up. Note put down below. Remember the name Shola Shoftar and the other yeah. Ilanga. Ilanga won the yeah. other year. So the ne- yeah. so the three way, wi- ah, the three players that won the Jimmy Murphy Young Player of the w- Year award are the players competing for the winger slots. At Man United right now, Garnacho, Elanga, and Shola Short Tire. So I love to see it. I yeah. Garnacho, the man.
1: Yeah, man, I, I, it, it's a really bold move for Garnacho to just <laughs> uh, uh, like unequivocally say mm-hmm. that. Yeah, Ronaldo is the GOAT when he's Argentine, right? Uh When he is literally been in a training camp with Messi. Yes. So, more power to him. uh, But at the same time, like, you can probably slow down that rhetoric as a 17 or 18 year old, um, considering that, you know, Messi is definitely one of your country's uh, or your country's greatest footballer ever. I get you. That's all. Maradona versus Messi. (laughs) But I get you. Uh,
0: I get you. But he's Garnasha this season, though. He won the Jimmy Murphy, but he's had his Man United debut too, which big up on him with that. And he's Mm. played for Argentina too. I got to say that. And if he says that about Messi, Ronaldo, I love it. But it's just great that Garnacho has the chance to play with both. To play with both. So let's see what's going to happen with Garnacho. High expectations, my guy. Okay? Good choices in life you're doing. So keep on doing (laughs) them, (laughs) Garnacho. Well...
1: Uh, we, we can't forget about mm-hmm. La Liga yes. and I know we're into wonder kids in the news and, and he mm-hmm. probably doesn't qualify as a wonder oh, kid he cause does. he's 21 now, oh, he but does. we, we do have to bring up the fact, because this was pretty surprising to me that Vinicius jr. Sheesh. Scored his first hat trick first, his first hat trick in a real Madrid Jersey. Okay. Finally <laughs> um, I, I finally got it done. Uh, you know, As if this season couldn't get any sweeter for him. Um, They win La Liga. Mm -hmm. They have their best shot at a Champions League final coming up. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he's got 21 goals. And 20 20 assists on the season. 41 goal involvements. uh, For somebody that a year, year and a half ago, people were ready to essentially call him, you know, something that is right below a flop. Not quite a flop, but like getting dangerously close to being a flop um so it is absolutely amazing to see this kid uh and he's getting bolder and bolder (laughs) in every uh in every match out right he's he's almost he's becoming more inevitable um Mm -hmm. every game that he plays um and it's just going to be interesting to see whether or not kareem benzema is part of that secret sauce that makes Vinicius so good or mm-hmm. if in the future, Vinicius Jr. can continue to be as good even without the Benzema uh, partnership, that's definitely bloomed.
0: What do uh, you think? You hit, again, you're hitting the money. That is very it. true. Uh, Vinicius is the player he is this season at least because mm. he is with Benzema. He's a very different different player when he doesn't have that link of, of Benzema. And often, I'm, I'm going to say this, he looks a bit disappeared on the pitch. Okay? And mm. Benzema gives him guidance. You can see that. But he's balling. He's balling with yeah. Benzema there. And he's... Th- For me, this was surprising. Because there's a lot of under-21-year-olds. But Vinicius is the mm. under-21 with most goal involvements in the world. Vinicius Jr. And yes, By we would... 41! <laughs> so it's like... That's yeah. madness. And what I gotta say, too, is... We would judge him of his shot. And now we mm. cannot judge him with that. And in the past, too, like a year ago, when we started the poll, we were saying, oh, Benzema is criticizing Vinicius' shot. Like, that can happen. Yeah. That is embarrassing, you know. <laughs> How does Vinicius feel with that? Well, he felt that he had to work it. So he did. Yep. And, yeah, seeing that Vinicius has improved it, I got to say, I'm hyped for next season. And I, the every day that passes, I really believe we're going to see Mbappé uh, ben, uh, Vinicius Junior, and Benzema with yeah, Real Madrid, unreal. and that exact—it's just unreal because this is what I really feel right now. Mbappe needs Real Madrid more than Real Madrid needs Mbappe right now, in my opinion. In my oh. opinion, it's gotten to that mm-hmm. stage, and yeah, okay. nobody's bigger right now than Real Madrid. Their future, their decision making—like maybe Barça too. But they're they look pretty safe for the future, so yeah,
1: I gotta say that. Yeah, that's that's a big statement because mm-hmm. it it does it's getting to the point where mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if Kylian Mbappe scores three goals against Clermont or exactly. three goals against you know Stade de mm-hmm. Um the they just don't mean anything until he he steps up his his whether it's his domestic True. game on top. Um, so I, I'll be interested to and see, I've got, I mean,
0: Real Madrid, I've got yeah, one last yeah. thing too. I mentioned those three players and who did, I didn't mention Eden Hazard. Mm-hmm. And I Fair. saw Carlo Ancelotti today Fair. saying that Eden Hazard is going to come and play a, a, no, Ancelotti said he is expecting Hazard to play next season for Real Madrid. Yeah. So that puts me just, mm, if Mbappe is coming, you expect Hazard to play? Yeah, I don't, know. I, don't yeah, know. I mean, maybe
1: as a maybe as a <laughs> cut rate backup, um, but we'll we'll know Ancelotti's lying if he comes out next week and says Gareth Bale's staying. Um, <laughs> nah. I don't know, man. Nah. I don't know. But if you ask me, if we went back in a time machine mm-hmm. and you asked either one of us a year, year and a half ago, mm-hmm. you know, if Vinicius and Rodrigo, two incredibly um, high investment. That were made by Real Madrid, right? Two big investments that were made uh, well before they were really anything yes. special. Okay, if you were to ask us back then that they they were doing just a year year and a half later what they're doing now, um, both you and I would have said absolutely not. Ah, I, I mean, I, I mean, we would have said absolutely not. Vinicius, you couldn't hit the broadside of a barn a year a year ago. True. uh a year and a half ago so um and it doesn't necessarily obviously come all down to benzema because benzema has been there as well
2: mm-hmm.
1: um so something about this season just clicked and it's whether it's the work ethic whether it's getting called out by benzema mm-hmm. and instead of taking it personally um seeing it as a motivational tool to just get better mm-hmm. i don't know what it was but something has clicked in Vinicius's head um to be where you know the haters have made they're making them greater um <laughs> and it's it's a wonderful thing to see and i think real madrid is going to be a lot of trouble i do think real madrid barcelona
2: mm-hmm. that
1: that is going to continue for the foreseeable future um but i think real madrid's got the the, the hot hand moving forward especially if they get Mbappe.
0: <laughs> um is going to be heated
1: it is in a different way too. And I'm excited. I'm excited about that. It used to be Ronaldo versus Messi. It used to be, you know, that I'm excited for the, the change, mm-hmm. right. The change in fabric of it all. Um, and I, if it's Gavi Pedri versus uh, Vinicius Rodrigo Benzema over the year, I mean, that's going to be a lot of fun. Cause it's different. Um, fresh new. Um, but anyway, a lot more went on. I don't mm-hmm. know how much more time we got. But I just want to make sure we, we give uh, credit where credit's due. Yes. We got to go over to Belgium really quickly. Mm-hmm. Club Bruges just scored, uh, just scored. <laughs> Club Bruges just won their third consecutive Pro League title, three in a row. Um, and, and doing it at the same time as already knowing that their head boss is headed to. Mm. Ajax. <laughs> the Ajax. Yes. So, you know, Alfred Schroeder is already on his way to Ajax, mm-hmm. but they still had to come back, right? And they had to, you know, narrow a deficit to Union saint mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I said that correctly. Um, and they needed to get, they got, you know, Tejan Buchanan scoring good goals. They got a 17-year-old Antonio Nusa mm-hmm. scoring They've got Andreas Skolv Olsen, who's only come in recently, who's got five goals, eight assists. Um, just so many bright spots. Charles de Quetteler, uh, Noah Lang, uh, who might head to Ajax with him. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But just wanted to bring up, they trailed all season, and they just three-peated, won their third in a row. So kudos to them. Um, they're like the new Anderlecht for me, because I love watching the young oh. players um, that they sign and that they bring through. Um, and it's it's a good combination altogether. So, congratulations to Club Bruges on winning their third consecutive title. Um,
0: I, I but there's just, also. There's, I just wanted yeah, to say with Alfred Schroeder an uh, interesting fact, okay, for the people that like bold people, uh, <laughs> he, Ajax has nominated four bold managers in a row Peter Bosch, Eric yep. Den Haag, Marcel Kaiser, and now Alfred Schroeder. Four! Bold managers in a row. I don't know. I don't know what's the CV for Ajax, but you got to go bold. So I just yeah. wanted to say that. <laughs> well, and it's also funny that, uh, a club
1: Bruges wins and they have a manager who's departing for Ajax and Ajax also just won their 36th Eredivisie title. Sheesh. Um, while obviously knowing that Eric Ten Hag was going to be leaving for Manchester United, uh, this summer. Um, But in that one, you got to bring up that uh, both of these clubs are turning into you want to find the next best, the next greatest, the next whatever. Mm -hmm. You can do no worse by looking at both of these clubs um, and and kind of picking and choosing um, who you want from there. Uh, And Ajax, obviously, this past year got massive, massive step ups in game from Uri and Timber, Mm -hmm. um, from Divine Wrench. And on top of that, I gotta bring up this young kid, uh, mm-hmm. who's not that young anymore. He's twenty. But if you want to know whether or not home hits the you know hardest, or, mm-hmm. or uh, there's no place like home, you gotta look at a guy like Brian Braby, who has been everywhere and back to Red Bull Leipzig, not playing as much now. Back at Ajax, when all is said and done, Ajax essentially got some massive goals from him late in the game to essentially win the Eredivisie title. He, in four starts and just 11 appearances for Ajax, has mm-hmm. seven goals. Okay? Um, and, and a big reason uh, that they were able to pursue, confirm, and get the Eredivisie title back in their pockets. Play um, broadby. Play Robbie yeah. Oh! Play it
0: like he, he, and he had an interesting one going to the Bundesliga. Weird times, uh. Yeah, so, I, I love it. I would love to see now Brian Broby taking off, and maybe we see Nacio Novar and Sonje Hansen coming up. One too. day, one day. One day. <laughs> like okay, hopefully, like it's to. gonna happen. Hopefully, it's yeah. gonna happen. But you're big, big up to Ajax. I have to give big up to Benfica because yes. Benfica did an amazing job, in my opinion. By selecting Diego Moreira. Okay. He played his first game. For Benfica. Benfica And I got a highlight. In that same game. Enrique Araujo. Went bold. And he scored a first half brace. And for me. It's no surprise. Enrique Araujo. Lethal finisher. He's focused. He's got determination. And look. He was even the bags man. For the UEFA Youth League final. For Benfica. Bagging in. A hat trick. A hat trick. Yeah. So I have, I've got really high expectations with Enrique Araújo. And I just want to put this out there too Real Madrid, La Marca, Ay, Marca newspaper, they released uh, news saying that Real Madrid are looking closely to four academy youngsters. And those players are Hendrik, Mukoko, Enrique Araújo. And Rocco Simish. Real Madrid are already following closely these four players, according wow. to Marca, and it's no surprise. And this just shows that they know talent, because all of these four are ballers, are elite okay. ballers. So I just wanted to say that,
1: <laughs> man. If they got if they got all four of them, I don't I don't see that happening. Uh, but because I, I I think they were um, what was the. The rumored cost for Mukoku was like ten million euros, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you you got to think though for like a Roko Simic who I think was signed for like four four and a half million euros mm-hmm. for Red Bull Salzburg, he's got to go for more than that right Oof. now. So anyway, that that'd be that'd be a hell of a um, mm-hmm. transfer for players in. Um, but Aruja uh, absolutely. I mean, what what a season! But I do have to ask you, mm. you've got Gonzalo Ramos, you've yes. got Darwin Muniz likely out the door, mm-hmm. right? Does he get um, – Henry, does he get his shot next year to, he does. to essentially – Okay.
0: Enrique Raouge, I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll say to everyone on FC Wonder Kid, Enrique Rouge, mm-hmm. his mentality, he's built different. This is a kid nice. that is very, very focused. Yes, his football ability is extremely high, but his mental ability, this kid is the real deal brettan he oh. is a finisher i really believe enrique Rouge is gonna go very high but you mentioned too gosal rams for me gosal mm-hmm. is gonna have a terrific next season i think next season enrique Rouge and gosal are gonna be balling mm-hmm. for benfica so i hope i'm right with that i hope i'm right because for fc water kid that'd be amazing so i really believe that they're gonna ball up.
1: Watch
0: it be a Seferovic 25-goal year next year instead. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um had <laughs> him well, too. Like, he's an interesting okay. player that, yeah, what's going to happen with it? And Carlos Vinicius. I don't know. Okay. He's on loan to PSV where Roger mm-hmm. Schmidt was. So, mm. he might find it interesting to bring him back. But let's yeah. see. But those two strikers, people, watch out. Gonçal Rems and Henrique very
1: good. And the other guy, the other one um, that has intrigued me from that youth league team that it, it, mm-hmm. I think he got his debut is Martin Neto. I um, like him. Do you, yeah. Do you think he can play a bigger role next year, too? or?
0: I think so. But it depends a lot on Paul Bernard's position. If Paul Bernard plays um, at the six more. Yes. Mm-hmm. But Martin Neto is a baller. People watch out for him, too. And his passing ability dictating that tempo. He is very, very good. So it's that. it's It all depends on where, in my opinion, Paul Bernard plays. And there's a, there's a contract extension, too, that Martinet. There's a bit of doubt with that, but I think he's going to sign it because it's the best decision for him to stay at Benfica. So I'd say, though, at Shed Endur next season's got to play. If it's not at Benfica, it's going to be somewhere. He's a baller. Yeah. Shed Endur. So he's going to they,
2: play. They've a got to.
0: Yeah,
1: they've got a glut of prospects uh mm-hmm. that they're gonna have to sift through. Um but uh it's... well I, I there's only one other thing I wanted to bring. We brought attention to Celtic last week. Yes. Celtic did get it over the line. Uh <laughs> so congratulations to Celtic um and everybody there. Uh Anj, big ange ball, um is obviously <laughs> in favor um with mm-hmm. everybody um there mm-hmm. uh at Celtic Park. Um and I think, yeah. Alive and well is the Rangers-Celtic, um, you know, rivalry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll be really interesting for years to come. Uh, but the last thing I wanted just to ask you, uh, you probably don't have a drink there. I don't have a drink here. <laughs> but I, I did want to pour one out for Venezia. I got water. Uh, yeah, good. Pour it out, man. Pour it on your head or something. Um, no, I mean... the. the Team in, the team in Serie A with obviously the nicest jerseys, which means absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, Venezia FC is on its way out the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will be Serie B. They, they were relegated. Uh, the only reason I wanted to bring that up is because you got two young ballers on that team uh, that are Americans. It's owned mm-hmm. by an American, um, and we hope to see them back sometime soon. Um, but man, mid-year, I thought they had a shot at staying up. Uh, they were, they were collecting, you know, some players here and there, like David Okareke from, I believe it was from Club Bruges. Nani Um, Nani went there. I think he's been injured mostly. Um, so just a lot of things that just didn't work out for them. Um, so while it was always stacked against them, they're on their way down. Uh, so hopefully they can give me some clearance jerseys or something, because those jerseys are still. Fire. They are Uh, fire. Venetia
0: jerseys. Those jerseys were elite. Classic mixed with... Retro mixed with new. I love it. I love it. But you mentioned Celtic for a brief second. And I just want to highlight a player. I was mentioning Benfica, Celtic, Jota. Jota ends up this season with 40 games, 13 goals, and 14 assists. So my message to Jota is stay at Celtic one more season. And then go to the Premier League because you are destined to to go to the Premier League. And maybe Wolves. Maybe Wolves. We don't know. We don't know. So put down below, what did we forget here at episode 56? What haven't we mentioned? And if you want to support us more, go to fcwonderkid.com. And please, people, do not forget to like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're still here with us listening to the podcast.